He was the grandson of America's pastor, Dr. Billy Graham. He was a best-selling author and a megachurch pastor until it all came crashing down. Hear the raw and unflinching message about desperation and deliverance from Tulian Chavidjan, the grandson of Dr. Billy Graham. He reveals his moral failure and fall from grace. His story will inspire you. This Sunday, May 19th at Life Austin, 8901 Highway 71 at 9 and 11 a.m. For more information, go to life.family. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Yeah, jump in here. 512-836-0590. We got updates on border security. There's some of the big uh, construction projects at Austin's airports and, well, the state of Texas. The Attorney General suing several cities in this area. Uh, We'll tell you why coming up. Social media CEOs testified before a Senate Judiciary Committee over law, what lawmakers call the failure to protect children online. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, he grilled the CEO of TikTok and claimed in uh, in China that the app promotes science and education, but in America, it promotes something vastly different. In the United States, you are promoting to kids self-harm videos and anti-Israel propaganda. Why is there such a dramatic difference Senator, that is just not accurate. Uh, well, it is accurate. We're, we all see it. Listen, uh, lawmakers are pushing to overhaul how social media platforms are regulated, including amending law that shields most tech giants from being sued by users. Ted Cruz is right on that front. The algorithm in China when it comes to TikTok because of government regulation, mm-hmm. it promotes uh, you know education and uh, STEM and science and things like that that the kids get to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in America, we all see just mind-numbing information and just stupid stuff. Steady diet of very toxic social media feeds, divisive gender, race-obsessed materials. They, it, they're just bombarded by it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew is in the domain. Now he's on the Todd and Oz show this morning. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Yes, sir. What's on yeah, your mind? Listen, to you guys talk about the social media stuff, and people were mentioning how these cell phones have the child blockers. I mean, if you get online... Like when all these new cell phones, sorry, cell phones come out, all the security stuff. It's a day or two before someone's found a way to bypass it. You can probably sure. YouTube how to get by it. Mm-hmm. I had a thought: is why don't why does some company come back with those simple flip phones where all I can do is call and text? There's no internet access. Period. Beautiful. Well, seems simple yeah. enough. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, I yeah. Mean, maybe we should all do that. Maybe that'll keep the NSA from tracking us, right? So maybe that'll protect all of us from uh, those FBI warrantless searches, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but that way too. The only time the parent, the kids can use the internet is at home. Mm. You know, you had the computer right there in the family room where you can just look over their shoulder anytime, see what they're doing. Yeah. Can, do our public school? I know our public schools have uh, you know some sort of geofencing, if you will, blocking certain websites and things like that. Do our local schools use the same technology to block kids from accessing social media on campus? Do you do you know of that? Maybe. Well, I think I've heard that uh, I, I've, I've certainly heard of, of children in, at school being blocked from accessing certain websites, but I don't know if that's just on, say, school-issued electronics or, or, or across the board. I'm not really sure. That's a great question. Uh, it is uh, 708. You could jump in at 512-836-0590. Well, here we go. Development applications tied to the city of Austin's recently approved home initiative will be up and running uh, Monday, February the 5th. That's, That's next right. Monday. This is according to city staff. Yeah, this highly contentious land development code change was passed by the Austin City Council late last year. And basically, it allows up to three housing units on a single-family property. 
allowing those units to include, uh, you know, tiny homes and, and removes the restrictions on the number of unrelated adults living in that home. Yeah, the city's development uh, services department recently updated its home amendments webpage to explain you know, these development standards in the process. Well, it begins Monday. Yeah, you can get uh, all the permitting going so that you can start building a, a couple of rental properties in your backyard. Yeah. I yeah. would think that people are going to jump on this quick. They probably should because, you know, there's a good chance that there's going to be, uh, you know, big legal challenges. Uh, it, it, it's, it's probably, I bet you we're going to see a huge bottleneck of applications fl- just flooding in uh, early on. Well, the way construction is, it's, it's cheaper to build it now yeah. than two years from now. No doubt about right? that. Well, uh, the HOME initiative, it's an acronym, HOME Options for Middle Income Empowerment. And it was a series of proposed changes to land development codes and other incentives for creating and preserving housing. It has several elements to it, uh, but there are you know, expected to be some additional phases moving forward. Uh, and, and, and the bottom line, this was put together by Leslie Poole, by the way. Uh, there were several groups that have been speaking out against this. Go Austin. It's a nonprofit that advocates for neighborhoods on Austin's Eastern Crescent. Right. Uh, and, uh, well, they pr- protested the initiative. Hundreds of people uh, from several Austin groups have previously spoken out against these changes in public hearings. Uh, but the changes have happened, and now it's okay for your neighbor to build a couple of rental properties in their backyard. Now, central to the argument against this proposal is that developers will demolish single-family homes that are affordable now and replace them with luxury townhomes, gentrifying parts of Austin that are presently affordable. There's also concerns about smaller units being used as short-term rentals. Yeah, why, why wouldn't developers do that? Well, they could make significant sums of money doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that will happen. It's only a matter of time. You know, and, and it won't happen every single time. Certainly not, but you're going to see this way more than you want. I think what, one of the things that I, I'm still just very bothered by, well, I'm bothered by all of it, but the occupancy limit thing. Like, to me, that, that just seems like that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting side of it that hasn't gotten a, a whole lot of discussion. Um, and I'm wondering if this affects group homes, right? I mean, there's, some, there's, there's specific regulation about unrelated adults living in single-family properties. Mm-hmm. And, and group homes do have an exemption, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. This is, that's that's kind of different. There could be, God, heaven forbid, there'd be six or seven you know, adults living in one tiny house in the backyard. Is that possible? Yeah, I do believe it's possible. Not I mean, likely, but possible. Not, uh, not likely, but I've, I've certainly, there, there, there's certainly more unlikely things that have happened in this. I mean, we're going to see that. We're going to see houses with just tons of people living in it. You know, it's going to look like, yeah. uh, you know, it's gonna the, the traffic is gonna be a nightmare in, in a lot of these neighborhoods. Too. Oh gosh! Well, they, they you know they like a lot of uh, progressive uh, answers to certain problems. Always pick the most disruptive, most damaging answer. Sure. That's, that seems to be what the progressive left does. Does work. You know they kick people out of uh, recreation centers to house illegals. You know they they pick the most damaging way to solve problems. Uh, you're right. There hadn't been any talk about uh, you know trash cans. Basic city services, fire, police. I mean, you know, how can you add to, 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 to the density without, uh, you know, addressing all of the other concerns that, the other, that accommodate the density? The infrastructure. Infrastructure, roads, water, fire, police, things like that. And what are we going to do when one of these, these homes with no occupancy limits and say nine people inside catches fire? And we've got fire crews trying to get in there, but now we've got all these cars parked up and down the street because we've got all these people. Ambulances having a hard time getting in there. Fire trucks having a hard time. Meantime, people are dying in a, in a house fire. I mean, yeah. you know, these are real 
scenario, and I know you can't exist in the what ifs. Sure. But these are poten- real potential scenarios. Real potential things, right? Yeah. But listen, if you own a, a single family property in Austin, goodness gracious, you are, you are set, you are tapped to make a fortune on your property. No doubt. A lot of money to be made currently on you this. May, you may want to do that. You may want to you know, begin the process of getting the permits to, to build a couple of rental properties in your backyard. You'll start to make a fortune. You'll, you'll make out like a bandit. But I bet you don't want your neighbor to do it. This home initiative, uh, they're beginning to take applications for you know, single-family uh, uh, lot owners to begin to add a couple of rental properties in the backyard. Here we go. And uh, we, we brought up the idea about infrastructure. Let's just talk about trash for a second. To me, it sounds like if they, if they don't increase, you know, the trash service, the number of trucks and the number of people driving trucks, right? If you're increasing the density and tripling the number of people that live on a block, you need more trucks, more cans, and more people to pick up those cans. Right. I envision in the future that if your trash day is Monday, the next time your trash day is, you know, supposed to be maybe the next Monday, it actually may be that next Wednesday or Thursday, that's just what I envision in my head. If they don't have enough trucks, enough uh, crews and cans and that sort of thing, they haven't talked about this kind of stuff before approving these measures. Well, and you've got the brown trash can, you got the blue recycle bin, you got the green, uh, you know, uh, tree trimmings and stuff like that. And they all come at different times. Yeah. So there, there's yet another thing that that is 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 going to likely be impacted by all of this. Yeah. But hey, you know, at least uh, you know we'll have. No occupancy limits anymore. That's they true. Can do whatever they want on their on their their three housing unit property. Yeah, but then again, listen, uh, you own that dirt. You're the property owner. Should be able to do whatever you want to do with it, right? Within reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't want your neighbor to set up a you know a meat processing plant in well, the backyard, yeah. right? That get a little stinky. Or have a hundred chickens in a coop, right? You don't you don't want that. You got to you got to have some uh, neighborhood agreement on what's allowed and what's not. Now and. Uh, <laughs> Do, I'm trying to trying to remember her. HOAs, uh, they they. I mean, they are exa- If it's in the if it's in the uh, the HOA ordinances, I mean, they, they they could be exempt from this, right? Well, here's the scenario that I envision, and I was I was uh, a member of an HOA board for for many years in Cedar Park. Uh, they're not superseding your HOA agreement, but what's going to happen when one neighbor does want to build a couple of rental properties in their backyard? The city allows it. Well, now the HOA is going to have to sue a neighbor. And and they'll probably lose on that front. It may not be a neighbor that you know right now that's part of the HOA. But when that that developer buys your neighbor's house, they're going to want to tear it down and put three properties on there. Yeah. Right? And that's when the HOAs are going to be challenged uh, on this issue. They'll have to decide as each HOA, hey, what are we going to do when one of our neighbors wants to do this? Well, we, we got to sue them. And you know what? That developer is going to have more money than your HOA. A lot more money. Yeah. A lot more money. Better attorneys, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you're probably right. They're, they're going to eventually the HOAs will just get, get steamrolled. Yeah. Bulldozed. Listen, the Senate is expected to, uh, well, to be close to passing some legislation on immigration and border security. Uh, the House conservatives have uh, voiced some opposition uh, to this deal over the additional funding for foreign allies, among other provisions. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan just a few minutes ago. Here's what he had to say, uh, talking with Fox, uh, Fox and Friends. Uh, Jim Jordan here. We have to put on the appropriation bills, the bills that fund the government. We have to put a simple sentence, time out on all this. No money can be used to process or release into the country any new migrants. 
Now, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, says this bill would be dead on arrival if it reaches the House. Some Democrats have accused the GOP of abandoning the border reform push at the request of uh, Donald Trump, who reportedly views uh, any border bill as uh, a political win for the Biden administration. I, I you know, th- anybody that. Yeah. I, that's very disappointing if that's true because I, Donald Trump doesn't need the border. There, there are plenty of other issues that he could run on. This, this president has done absolutely nothing right. Uh, you know, the, throw a dart at a list of, of things that Joe Biden has done. Donald Trump could run a campaign, a whole campaign on it. Mm. Uh, so I would hope that's not true. You know, uh, because we, we need to get something done now, now, immediately, now, right now, and not right worry now, about right Ukraine. Now. Not worry about Israel and its borders. We were at our our border security bill first and foremost. Period. End of story. And I don't think we're probably going to get anything robust, whether it's because of Donald Trump or otherwise. I, I just you know, it's disappointing, right? Yeah. In fact, the only time that I think that we're going to see anything substantial happen is if Donald Trump takes back the White House, and you know, uh, once he's inaugurated, things will probably we'll we'll see big shifts. But even then, I mean, I, you know, I don't see him solving everything. Mm. We've got a long way to go to fix the problems that have been created over the decades, really, down there. Listen, we got an update on those, uh, those illegal aliens in New York that beat up two cops on camera. Mm-hmm. I love the way the news media says, allegedly. We actually watched it unfold. Anyway, uh, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul says she's open to deporting them. Okay. Because it's convenient for her now. Well, it seems like a logical answer. Why, why are you saying you're open to it? Why, why are you open to it? They, they came here illegally, and they roughed up one of your cops. Mm-hmm. The message should be, yeah, get the hell out of our city. We protect cops in this city. Well, probably up until recently, something like this it would have warranted a, a reaction completely different from Kathy Hochul, and she would have done everything she she could to protect them from uh, here, deportation. Here's a, a Fox reporter, Brooke Singman. Governor Hochul isn't making any promises, but she says deporting the migrants is worth looking into. But this is a far cry from her message to migrants back in 2021. Five migrants were arrested and charged with second-degree assault on a police officer, and all of them have been released without bail. The fifth migrant walking out of the courtroom before giving cameras two middle fingers. Mm, there you go. Now, the officer <laughs> sustained minor injuries. And they were treated at the scene following the incidents. So they flipped off the camera, too? Yeah. On their way out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know. They know exactly what the game is here. Yeah. And Kathy Hochul, she said something like, you know, well, this is definitely, you know, when talking about the possible deportation, well, it, something that should be looked at. She says, if somebody commits a crime against a police officer in the state of, the, of New York and they're not here legally, it's definitely worth something checking into. Mm. Why do they have to assault a cop first before it's worth looking into? They're cowards. Yeah. They're not Americans. Yeah. Kathy Hochul does not love America. Yeah, a lot of them don't. Well, you, you, this is, this is, Kathy Hochul is getting everything that she dreamed of, right? I mean, this is, this is exactly the sort of thing that she said she wanted. Well, uh, Joe Biden responded to a reporter's question about the bill before uh, going to the national prayer breakfast on Capitol Hill. Mr. President, some House Republicans are calling the border deal a non-starter. Can you get it done? Mr. President, are you we'll doing see. enough to try yeah, there you go. Now, some Democrats have accused the GOP of abandoning this border bill. Uh, I think collectively all of us just want this fixed and this problem to go away. I don't think it. if Joe Biden reversed what he reversed in day one in office when it comes to remain in Mexico policy, the other policies that Trump had in place, if he made those changes now, I don't think it would make Joe Biden look good. I think it would make him look like he was a failure. See? Yeah. 
Trump was right. Everybody else was right. I, I got to go back and do what they did. Mm-hmm. I think it would be seen as a well, a true admission of failure. Not only that, he would he would hemorrhage even more support from from you know people who are already angry at him over, say, his response to the Israeli Gaza situation, uh, things like that. You know, and, and all of a sudden he goes back to Trump era border policies. Right, he'd lose even more of that support. Maybe so. I, he is building a wall now, right? So is the governor. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, at, at the end of the day, he has failed. You know, whether, uh, whether or not he wants to admit it by going back to Trump-era policies, mm. there's no denying it. I don't, no one should be able to, to try to even justify what, what he's done down there. Seven thirty-three here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, jump in here at 512-836-0590. FBI Director Christopher Wray on um, testifying yesterday about some, uh, well, he had some very scary things to say. Uh, talking about Chinese hackers uh, targeting our infrastructure. Yeah, hackers linked to the Chinese government are targeting critical U.S. infrastructure, preparing to cause, quote, real-world harm to Americans. And that's what the FBI Director Christopher Wray told a congressional committee yesterday. Water treatment plants, the electric grid, oil and natural gas pipelines, and transportation hubs are among the targets of state-sponsored hacking operations. That's what he told uh, the House of Representatives Select Committee on competition with China. Yeah, Ray spoke the same day. U.S. officials uh, announced that they would be, you know, had some uh, disrupted a sweeping Chinese cyber operation. Yeah, they're not focused just on political and military targets. This is what Ray said. We can see them from where they position themselves across civilian infrastructure that low blows aren't just the possibility of, in the event of conflict. Low blows against civilians are actually part of the China plan. The Chinese foreign ministry did not immediately respond to the request to comment on this issue. Well, Ray stressed that the U.S. government concerns were not linked to Chinese Americans, but instead, or Chinese nationals in the U.S., he said that um, he said were, were themselves often the targets of Beijing aggression themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the hearing came at a time of heightened tension between the United States and China, and um, especially over you know the status of Taiwan. And uh, and 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 Ray basically is saying, "Get ready, it's coming." That's what he says. They're working on attacking our infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that you know, and, and what a way to cripple just huge uh, areas, you know, you know, real dense populate, densely populated areas. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, this is it's we've we've heard about the possibility of something like this for a long, long time. You know, a, a hack of 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 the grid, a, a, an EMP attack that takes out the grid, something like that. And uh, do you believe Chris Ray? Yeah. Do you believe what he's saying is true? Well, I don't believe that. Uh, I, I mean, I believe that it certainly. It's certainly possible. I, I yeah, I, I, I think it's in, it entirely is possible what he's saying. Oh, I believe it's possible, yeah. But is he telling the truth? Oh, well. Is the Chinese government actively trying to target American citizens by attacking infrastructure? That's, that's the question. That's what he warned us about. He didn't say that they're thinking about it or they would like to. Because they're he, doing it. He said they're doing it and plotting to do it. Yeah, so, uh, well, uh, I don't know. You know, I, 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 this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the week about how we just, you know, it's so hard to trust anything your government says. Anymore. That's what I'm saying. You know, uh, I, I guess I, I, I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think I say I want to believe it is is the right way to phrase it, but I think so. Yeah, I, I would believe that. And the other side of this is 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 just our government's reaction to it, right? The FBI director says the Chinese government is trying to attack Americans. 
and America's not doing anything about it. Well, if that's true, it really should be headline news, I right? I mean, what are we going to do, right? So we're going to allow the balloon just to, to fly across the country again? Well, we've done it before. That's true. I, I, if it's true, and, and there is that such a lackluster, almost zero response from our government, it just further paints the picture of... of of an administration of of a regime that is really looking to do damage against its own people, against uh, its own borders, against its you know its own sovereignty. Well, listen, uh, we're getting an update on this story uh, via the network. Uh, let's listen in live uh, on Fox News. Look at this. There's also something called the Volt Typhoon hackers, and right. they're infiltrating the electrical grid, or they're threatening to at least, and they are attacking small businesses. Brian, right? So what they're trying to do is create panic. Let's say, for example, we decide to defend Taiwan because of a would-be invasion or they decide to invade Taiwan and they think they were going to act, they would do a preemptive strike on our energy grid, on our communications, where we are able to communicate with each other while monitoring and infiltrating some of the higher-ups in our government and in business, as well as transportation. You can't move the trains. There's malware evidently involved in some of this cyber work, so ready to pounce should they need it. And, of course, the water sector. You stop water, you stop gas, you stop energy, you stop America. They're also infiltrating our emails. They hacked into 25 different organizations. That includes the State Department, mm -hmm. Commerce Department, and Microsoft. They even hacked our ambassador to China, reading their emails. Which is so interesting, because over the weekend, people talked about the improving relations with China. Really? This is an operation in full swing. We don't seem to have a match for it. Yesterday was all about highlighting mm -hmm. how our email could be compromised, how they could know our next move, because they're inside our email, because even at the highest level of our government, we've been unable to thoroughly protect. And we had top leaders from China meeting with executives from the State Department, from some of these agencies that were actually being hacked at the very same time. They started hacking last May, May 15th, went undetected, Brian, until June 16th. All over the Department of State, all over the Department of Defense, and things like Microsoft with government contracts, it matters a lot. So think about this. If we have, we're in the AI age, where we're looking to out-innovate the rest of the world and keep control of something that could get quite dangerous. Is anyone convinced that our AI advancements are going to be secure because in previous, in the 90s, 2000s, mm -hmm. and even today, leading up to this, we've been unable to do it. Almost naive to what the Chinese were up and to. And don't forget what they did to the Colonial Pipeline. They shut that thing down. It affected everyone on the eastern seaboard. It mm -hmm. shut down gas. We had to get gas from other areas. And the Director of Cybersecurity and Infrastructure was talking about this yesterday. Listen to this warning. that This is just the tip of the ice iceberg. Things can get worse. Watch. Right. Take a look. It is Chinese military doctrine to attempt to induce societal panic. The Chinese government got a little bit of a taste of this in the aftermath of the ransomware attack on Colonial Pipeline. Imagine not one pipeline, but many pipelines disrupted. This is likely just the tip of the iceberg. All right, there you go. That story there from uh, Fox News Live. Was that Beijing? Let's don't be naive. Sure, uh, you know, China and other countries could do these kinds of things, uh, but uh, so could our own government, right? Sure. Right? We may need an October surprise to keep the Nazi out of office, right? Mm. We may need mail-in voting, right? Is the government telegraphing something here? They're going to burn the Reichstag? Is, is the government telegraphing something here? Mm. They always tell us before something's about to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess uh, it's entirely possible, and it's very sad that you know we've reached a point where we uh, a, a, a very a much larger number of Americans would actually believe that possible of our own government nowadays. Got to create a crisis to control the people. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're, they're, and, and, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that's been done by world leaders throughout history. It makes me sad to, to even think those thoughts, but considering what our government has done to us, it's a reality. Well, I'm certainly, uh, you know, that's one of those things where I, I'm looking at saying, uh, uh, I'm not saying it's happening, but I, I'm not saying it's not. You know, if it, if it is, I wouldn't be surprised. It is uh, 741. One of the textures says, I'm sure a good solution is to suspend the 2024 presidential election, right? Well, you know, we, we, <laughs> it's coming. And what is it? Where are we, like 10 months away from that now? Yeah. Nine, All right. nine months? It is. Uh, well, listen, I mean, uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not bizarre, right? Well, there was a time we'd be talking about this. Yeah, we it, it would be solely on coast to coast, yeah. but now it's it's all like mainstream normal stuff for a lot of people. A couple of the uh, you know normal daily uh, texters that text hundreds of times a day that hate us. You know they give us free rent space in their head every day. A couple yeah. of one texter says, "You sound worried. Are you guys worried your guy won't win?" Yeah. No, there's always yeah. that possibility. Yeah, we are. We are actually considering everything that Joe Biden has gotten us into. And he's still their candidates, right? Mm. At all costs, right? To save America you know, from that Nazi. Yeah, we're concerned. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, we're concerned what our government might do to us. Absolutely. <laughs> 745 here on the Todd and Oz show. Uh, yeah, there. yeah, you can join us at 512-836-0590. Man. <laughs> hey, Vandy, it's very possible we may get a bunch of phone calls from those moveon.org types. I could see the uh, text messages from other states coming in, other, other area codes from out of state. That's or just Georgetown. It. Uh, it could be Georgetown, but it's, <laughs> they're, they're from out of state, from, from the area. So I'm flattered, really. I'm flattered that they see us as a threat. Listen, man, we're intergalactic. That's they true. They listen all over. The, love us or hate us, they listen all over. Yeah. In fact, I, we got a great billboard there in Mars, courtesy yeah. of Elon Musk. Yeah. It is uh, 746 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Listen, uh, residents in Hayes County and the southern portion of Travis County, well, they hope that the possibility of a civil case against a California development company will stop plans for the construction of a 5,000-seat concert venue. Uh, on a two-lane country road near Dripping Springs, they're concerned about traffic, of course. Traffic's an important uh, uh, issue for the uh, Fitzhugh Neighborhoods Group. And they formed together to fight this amphitheater proposed for nearly 33 acres there on uh, Fitzhugh Road. Uh, but the potential for the, um, you know, improperly treated wastewater impacting the uh, nearby aquifers is also an issue that has unified environmental groups and this neighborhood organization that's uh, pushing back on this planned development. There's about 100 people that showed up for the Texas Commission on an Environmental Quality hearing. Uh, Senator Donna Campbell uh, was there as well in response to some heavy objections from residents. Uh, and resident representatives of this, this company called Blyzik's, uh, which is connected to parent company Lexor Investments, they made a statement and uh, didn't provide any satisfactory answers for the residents. And in fact, they, they just mailed and sent a statement, if you will. Um, Ann Clerken is a member of the Fitzhugh Neighborhoods Group. She said Monday hearing uh, felt largely uh, kind of like a joke. Neither state officials or company representatives there to answer questions. And basically, they're trying to file a lawsuit to stop this uh, this amphitheater being built uh, on a road near Dripping Springs. 512-836-0590. Now, the, the interesting side of this story in the Austin Monitor, this same group, is, is been, uh, they've been fighting this amphitheater project for a year. And the residents have been putting together a series of fundraising concerts. Uh. 
Wait, to raise money to sue them to stop the concert stop venue. the concerts? <laughs> <laughs> God, I love irony. Yeah. Well, you know, Donna Campbell uh, said that uh, there are golden cheek warblers like two-tenths of a mile away from the venue. So? Well, I mean, listen, uh, you know how many people died in the 80s and 90s because of that bird around yeah. 22, 22? Right. Uh, so we, we obviously we, we'll go to great lengths to protect it. Uh, so... You got you know you got to pull out the oldies but goodies and so she pulled out the golden cheek warbler in in, in her uh, her argument. Oh, what's the problem? They just don't want a lot of traffic in that area because thirty three acres is a pretty big chunk of land. I think there's a lot of environmental uh, concern. There's a uh, issue right now, uh, I guess, about wastewater disposal down there. They worry about traffic and noise too, but I think there's a. Uh, there's a lot of concern about the stuff running off uh, the wastewater uh, treatment plan, and uh, I think the the TCEQ says you know they won't allow any any runoff or pollution from any developers. Uh, but but there's you know worry about getting into what is it the the the, the Barton Creek Basin over there in that sure. area, sure, uh, and hurting the water quality, things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It, it, I I could understand, you know, you don't want a, a bunch of noise, too. You know, a big old concert venue moving in, but... Uh, no different than a Zucker Park. I was just about to say, I mean, we, you know, this is central, this is Austin. I mean, yeah. Dripping Springs. I mean, but, but then we, again, I mean, you know, folks that live out there, they got a right to fight against us. I mean, of it's, course. it's their property, it's their neighborhood. This is, well, this is part of the process, right? Yeah, this is one of those things that, uh, I, you know, we, we've, we've heard neighborhoods, you know, push back against... A whole lot of these over the years, and just mm. in different areas. Sure, uh, I remember out there in, years ago, and I was growing up out there in, in, uh, in you know, the Lakeway area, and, and the, the pushback over the backyard, and you know, wanting to expand, you know, things out there, and the noise. Everybody worried about this is all. This is a, a longstanding concern, and I and I definitely understand it. But I bet you they'll 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 probably come to some sort of agreement at some point and yeah. move forward with it. Uh, jump in here five one two eight three six zero five ninety. There was a vote uh, yesterday, I think it was, about the deportation of uh, illegal immigrants that lead police on high speed chases. Yes, and even hurt officers. Yes, tell us about. So that. it's it's legislation named after uh, or, or, or in in honor of Raúl Humberto González Jr., who was a Border Patrol agent, father of two. Uh, in December twenty two, he got killed. Uh, while he was being led on a high-speed chase by some illegal immigrants. So, uh, on Tuesday, the House, uh, I I guess 215 House Republicans and 56 House Democrats uh, banded together to pass the Agent Raul Gonzalez Officer Safety Act, and it it establishes new criminal penalties for illegal immigrants uh, who are within 100 miles uh, inside the border, and they they lead border agents on a high-speed chase. Uh, It would... uh, Establish new criminal penalty, including a mandatory minimum prison sentence for those who cause death or serious injury to a border agent in a high-speed chase. Uh, also, those convicted would be ineligible to claim asylum, and they would be deported from the U.S. So, sounds good, right? Who would be against that? I'll tell you who. 154 House Democrats, including uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the House Minority Leader, totally opposed to this. Mm. Uh, this legislation that would actually enact very, very stiff criminal penalties on somebody who caused the death of a border patrol agent in a high-speed chase. Someone who, by the way, illegally crossed the border and had no right to be here in the first place. That's not good, man. 154 House Democrats said no to that. They don't care about you, do they? Wow. They don't care about us. That's just shocking. Mm-mm. Uh, and, and, and you wonder why police recruiting is so difficult in America right now. I know. 
Right. House Speaker Mike Johnson, you know, he was among the, the whatever it was, 215, 215 Republicans to vote for this. He says, look, we, we here in the House, we stand shoulder to shoulder with every law enforcement officer trying to secure that border. Uh, and and we, we need to pass this to protect other people and in honor of, of uh, Border Patrol agent Raul Gonzalez Jr., mm-hmm. you know, who, who died in this very, this very scenario. But, but that's where we are, right? We have we have we have people in our own in our own government that are actively working against the American people every day of their lives. It is uh, seven fifty three. You could jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Some lawmakers are calling for uh, stronger action to uh, fight the influx of illegal aliens along the southern border. House Homeland Security Committee Chair Mark Green. He's a Republican from Tennessee. Uh, well, he weighs in on the Fox Business Channel on this issue. I've got to do my duty. My, my duty is to the people of Tennessee. My duty is to the people of America and the national security of this country. I've been in the military for 24 years. That's been my entire life. And so uh, I'm going to do what is my duty. Yeah, House Republicans, they voted to advance the articles of impeachment against Mayorkas this week. Republicans have been very critical of Mayorkas' handling of the ongoing surge and asylum seekers along the border. To be honest, he's only following uh, Biden policy, and you get rid of him, and Biden's going to bring somebody else in to follow Biden policy. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You'll just you'll just get another guy uh, who's probably who's, so. who's no different. Probably so. Uh, but I, you know, I've I've heard some uh, people in the Republican Party, especially, I mean, using words like you know, they impeach that traitor, grotesquely unqualified, things like that, and to some degree, yes, but. What's he supposed to do? He wants to keep his job, right? Yeah. He's got to do what Joe Biden tells him to do. Here's Representative Mark Green again. There's a chance that it's going to die in the in the Senate, and and I believe it probably will. I think it sounds like everybody's drawing the lines along the party and not along the safety of the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's squeeze in uh, Joseph real quick, checking in from South Austin this morning. Hey, Joseph, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks, guys. Uh, my question uh Eventually, every one of these illegal aliens' heads are going to be counted on the next census report, correct? So that potentially could reshape all of these uh, supposed swing states and and counties. These these counties with uh, slim majority, uh, 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 all all these uh, representatives, all these representatives would could essentially have you know, change hands for for locations, right? What you're saying is not outrageous. In fact, we heard from a Democrat from Brooklyn that is calling for more illegals to come to her district to help with uh, redistricting. Said, I need them. I need them. I need the new constituents. I need those new constituents, she said. I think this has been the plan all along, at least for the last three plus years. Uh, You know, uh, and we will get to a point after the census where we will have to redraw all of these districts, all of these boundary lines. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. License 26099E. Smart Sense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit smartairaustin.com. 